Hello, and welcome to another episode of uh, Jared's Comics that you've never heard of that you should probably know. Uh, I just want to thank everybody. Y'all keep listening, and it's getting bigger and bigger. So do me a favor. Uh, if you're enjoying this, uh, just give it a share or a like or leave a comment on what, wherever you're listening. Now, uh, my guest today, uh, we actually tried this once before, and uh, somehow I lost the file. So, back for his kind of, sort of, second appearance, please welcome Bear. What's up, man? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm, <clears throat> I'm excited. Thanks for uh, having me and uh, offering up your goods. And, Fuck yeah. Uh, Y'all don't know this, but uh, right before we started recording, <laughs> I, I let Jer have a little bit of... A little bit of my bong, and it almost killed him. We almost saw the first man die from marijuana, because he took one hit and turned into an elephant. Just boom, started fucking coughing and dying, and so your interviewer might be a might be a little stone, guys. Just just warning you. Oh, is it fucking? You know, I feel like should be playing in the background, or not in the background, but like when this comes on. What since it's you and me, the good old boys. You know. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Have some Waylon Jennings. I can put put some Waylon on if you really if you want me to set the mood, man. I can put it on. Cause uh, no, cause uh, if I ever get sponsored for some reason, they probably wouldn't sponsor that episode. This episode. Yeah, trust me. Like this episode ain't gonna get sponsored. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe some. Who's that weed from? <laughs> sponsors. Like. FW, you can get it at the Fountain of Wellbeing in North Hollywood. It's the manager there. His name's Paul. He's a great guy. Tell him Bear sent you. He will hook you up. <laughs> you had your plug fucking ready, dude. Dude, he said he might sponsor me. Seriously. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit. He's badass. Every time I go, he like they got some new uh, strains there. That's it's like K N B I S. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff right here. Um, mm-hmm. Like some people call it nibs, some people call it cannabis, some people call it cannabis. I don't know, but it's good as shit. Some of it was tested at like twenty nine percent THC, and uh, for like me, I I use marijuana for help with a lot of things, but like it helps my writing and it helps my creativity. And so when I do stuff like this or like I sit down and start writing stand up, that's what I like to do. I like to get really high because it puts my brain in a silly place, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where I'm the most creative. You know, uh, one time one of the guys at work got me so high, like, while I was, like, still on the clock. Like, we went out, and we went to the uh, office, as we call it, and I knew I was way too high because I came, like, I was, I was, I went back to work, and I started thinking, <clears throat> what if I don't really exist? What if, like... Yeah, I, you got too high, man. Like, <laughs> you can't be pondering your place in the universe while you're washing dishes, okay? Like, there's... Actually, I don't know. While you're washing... That actually might be the best time. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, because that's what you, you... All you do is dishwash, right? Uh, or do you best I, too? I... Well, I kind of... Uh, I kind of just manage them. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Okay. I mean, I still help out and everything and jump yeah. in and do, do what I can on the job. But I'm just kind of at this point directing people around. Gotcha. Yeah, that um, that actually might be the best time to be sitting there thinking about your place in the universe. <laughs> then don't let me go to judging. But I actually found out today that the office is going to be closed down. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No more going to the office. <laughs> so you've been to the office before. Yes, I've been to the office, okay? Uh-huh. Like anybody that's been at Flappers for more than <laughs> 10 days has been to the office. Uh, not that that's where, you know, anyways. <laughs> this is going great, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I just, I just want you to know that. You got me too fucking high, dude. <laughs> Why'd you let me take that second rip? I warned you. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because you got to, this is your podcast. You got to be interviewing me, okay? Do you want me to ask the questions? No, because I couldn't fucking answer them. I'd, like, I'd get too, way too into the answers. Okay. So when did you start comedy? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I've already done that episode. Okay. Uh, so how long have you been doing comedy, Bear? I've been doing it for two years. July 7th. 2017 is the first night I started, and I've been hopelessly addicted to it ever since. Like, it's crazy how quickly you know, you're like, oh, I can I can never stop this. Yeah, like, it, for me, it was the first time I grabbed the mic. Like, yeah. I went up at a place in Little Rock, Arkansas called Hibernia Irish Tavern. Great spot. Um, went up, did an open mic. Uh, my buddy Paul Hodge, he runs the mic there. But I think he gave me, like, seven minutes. My Jesus. first time ever on stage had seven minutes. It was and, like six minutes too long. <clears throat> yeah, because like it was in a fucking bar, and it was during. No, there wasn't any sports going on. It was in July, but everybody was watching TV anyway. I think because it's an Irish bar. I think they were watching soccer. Maybe is soccer going on in July? I don't know. I don't know. They were watching sports in another country, and they were like, "Yeah, this is way more interesting." What the fuck that guy's talking <laughs> about? But like, I got a. They were I like we. They're like we'd rather watch this commie sport than listen to that fucking ginger over there. Yeah, no shit. But the thing is, is that like I did get him to chuckle, and I got him to kind of like turn around for a second, and not for the whole set. And I definitely it was it was a terrible bomb. I mean, if you've ever seen somebody's first time doing stand up, no matter how good they think it went, it went terrible. <laughs> and <clears throat> like I got some of them to turn around for a little bit, and that feeling. When I was on stage and they, they like look like I said something funny and they turned and looked at me like I was like oh I'm doing this forever yeah I was like this is what I'm doing. I don't care what y'all do this is what I'm doing <laughs> and it's it's a rush because it's it's a type of validation that I don't know I don't it, know you to, it's pure validation is what it is but it's but it's not really you it's the moment it's like validation of the moment because it's like the stuff you're creating in the moment because. You know how comics can like get too canned and too into their act and into their head, and they're just up there on <clears throat> autopilot instead of yeah. Being, like, like there's something about everybody being in that room because there's a lot of comedy that I think is hilarious in the room, but you go back and watch the tape and it just doesn't translate. Yeah, like you know you've seen specials before that like I've seen specials before where the comic I saw them live and I saw their hour and I was like this is a great fucking special, and then when you see it recorded it just doesn't like being there and being in that moment adds like another level to it mm-hmm. and that's what's addicting about it that's what a lot of people like because i could give a shit if i'm ever on the internet or ever have like a world famous special or whatever i just like being there live like getting those laughs live and like having a live show that because you know at any moment it can go wrong it can go <laughs> south at any fucking moment they can decide that they hate you and then all of a sudden it's fucking hell and that <laughs> The walking that line between like is this good is this because with every joke comedy like it don't matter if you kill for thirty minutes if you start being unfunny after that you've got like a five minute window where they're like okay get back to the funny and then boom like you're done like it's it doesn't matter how good it's you like do. it's like the fish that broke the line 
Yeah, and you gotta <clears throat> you gotta walk that line, and walking that line is what's so fun about it. Because if you know it's gonna be like rainbows and unicorns, you wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be fun. No, it's that in the back of your head, like this shit might not work. <laughs> like that joke where I say that bitch committed suicide and I call her a bitch, like that may not land here in Los Angeles. And so you like part of that is what makes it so fun to me. And part of it's what, like, that's what makes it like, you got to go do it again. You got to do it again. You got to do it again. Makes you want to get better. You know what? You know what I find funny what? is that I've written a couple really great jokes while living out here. Why haven't you told them? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Can you listen for two minutes, motherfucker? Okay, I'm sorry. What kind of fucking evil comic book laugh is that? I thought it was funny. Jesus. Okay, you wrote two great jokes. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I wrote I wrote a few great jokes living out here. And out here, they fucking, dude, they hit so hard. Yeah. If I took them back to Montana and I said that shit... Just be like fucking crickets. They'd be like, "Well, dude, uh -huh. I, I ran into that when I first came out here. Like when I came out here from Arkansas last November, I had a set that I had been doing on the road. Like I had done it in Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma. Um, I'd done it in Colorado. I'd done it in uh, Louisiana. I'd done it in Kansas, Kentucky, like." I had traveled a little bit with it and I knew it was yeah. like, I thought it was funny. But when I first came out here, I was like, hold, this shit is not working. This redneck shit that you're doing is not mm. fucking working. And it, you have to adjust and you have to, it, you learn to, to go in more to yourself and like, just be as original as you can be. And that's where I found the most funny stuff is like, the more I try to put on something extra, that's when it, that's when it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that like 100%. But that's the first thing I learned when I got out here was like, oh shit, like <clears throat> this super clubby routine that you have memorized word for word. Like, <clears throat> like I was saying earlier, I wasn't being in the moment. And that was part of what I had to learn. So two years. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah, it's been two years. <laughs> Guys, if you're like one of the four people that listen to this podcast, I apologize for getting your host so stoned. <laughs> Bear with us. The conversation will get funny, but it will probably derail than funny. So just uh, buckle up. Oh, my God. So you, you used to be in the Army. Yeah, I was a reservist. I was in the 806th. It's an engineering unit in Arkansas. Okay. Okay. Did you ever uh, have to go overseas? No, I was stateside the whole time. My unit never deployed. We, uh, <clears throat> like, when I, I enlisted in 2012. Yeah. And, like, that was when my unit had just gotten back from a deployment. And the way the reserve units work, like, there's a window. Um, unless, like, of course, for a national emergency. Yeah. But there's a window that you, they can't just send you back on deployment again. So, essentially, we were training for our next deployment for the entire time that I was in. And then when I got out... um Either our battalion went or the 806. I don't know if the 806 went or not. But, yeah. I was I was in the reserves. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun I never want to have again. <laughs> no, I mean, what was your... What's your most memorable or, like, worst uh, basic training moment? Um, 
I had a drill sergeant. Okay, there's a couple. <laughs> okay, there's three. Um, <laughs> no, what, there were seven of them, all right? There were uh, seven. Uh, there's, there's just three. One, um, I'm, I mean, if you've ever met me, you know I'm kind of a smart-ass, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not, you, that's not what you do. At dr- like, if you smart off to a drill sergeant, <laughs> they, you just become their new project for six <laughs> weeks of making your life as shitty as fucking possible. Because they don't like you. You're the reason they have to be up at four o'clock in the morning, and you fucking up is why they have to, like, trust me, they don't like you. <laughs> and Or they make it seem like they don't like you. And um, well, I did something, like, it was when we were learning the uh, something ab- about actual drill, you know, like in formation where everybody's doing the same thing yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah. We were learning something about that, and I messed it up. Like I was out of line with everybody else, and it was like the second time I had done it. And so this drill sergeant just came out of nowhere, got right in my face, and was like, Private Bear, are you fucking retarded? And I just go, yeah, it's going down, Jim. And like he tried so hard not to laugh, like like he like like looked away, like he was he was so pissed off because I almost made him laugh, and uh, he smoked the shit out of me for like the next uh, next eight weeks. It was a lot of fun. His name was Sergeant Cross, if I remember correctly, Drill Sergeant Cross. So you crossed Cross? I did. I crossed Cross. <laughs> no, he was great though. He was uh, like a great leader. He was um, Ranger. I believe he was infantry and he was a badass. had a lot of respect for him, but yeah, that, that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. I watched him. Uh, somebody was choking in the defect. Cause you know how like you got to eat it. Like you have a meal that lasts six minutes. So you got to mm-hmm. get an entire company, which is like 150 people. You got to get them into the defect. Everybody eat and put your dishes up and get it all cleaned up and then get out in six minutes. Jesus. Sometimes we had a little bit longer, but like, like I think sometimes we had like six and a half minutes, and that's where we're like, whoo, damn, like you know, you can take a break. But <laughs> this dude, he was eating his chicken, and he was going too fast, and just swallowed like a like a fist sized chicken, piece of chicken whole, started choking, gets up, like, oh, 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 oh. and then uh, Drill Song Cross runs over there to him, and he's trying to do the Heimlich, but the guy won't bend over, mm-hmm. and so uh, Sergeant Cross is like slapping him on the back, like. Bend the fuck over! And it's one of the funny because he's like humping him while he's doing it. He's like, looks like a dog trying to hump somebody's leg on the couch in the living room, but he's like, bend the fuck over! And it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, then I found out the reason why you do the homo because it makes you throw up. He threw up a fist-sized piece of chicken, and we were all like, "You fucking dumbass! You tried to swallow that!" <laughs> Damn, chew, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Did he get in trouble for that? I don't know. He wasn't in my platoon. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was in a different platoon. Um, so, I doubt it. I mean, we all got smoked for everything. So, like, every, you, everybody gets in trouble for everything. That's part of basic training is realizing that shit fucks up. And even when shit hits the fan and fucks up, you have to find a way to pull it together and do your job. And that's part of what you learn. And so, like, you always doing wrong and, like, everything's always being fucked up. Well, that's what fucking war is. Like, war, nothing goes right. Nothing goes the way you want it to. And you have to take all the shit, shove it down, and find a way to do your job. And so, that's what all the training was. But like I said, I never deployed. So, all I, I just went through the training. 
What was the one moment in boot camp where you were like, oh, I did. Bless you. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, what was the one moment, basically, you actually feel like you did something right? Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> pretty much after Yankton found it, like, <laughs> they were on my ass. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen Heartbreak Ridge, the movie with Clint Eastwood? Uh-uh. It's a, he's a Marine in that movie, and there's a cadence that he does, which is the what they're singing when they run. That way everybody stays in step and stays in formation, mm-hmm. and it kind of sets the pace. Well, he sings a cadence that was used a lot in like the Vietnam-era military. Yeah. But t- today's military is way more PC, and PC culture is big in the uh, military, because you can't offend people in the Army. Yeah. Like, like that's a huge deal and so there's a lot of cadences you can't do anymore because they're about killing and fucking and things like that and uh <laughs> this particular cadence goes model a fold and a tank full of gas handful of pussy and a mouthful of ass <laughs> and i don't remember what it does after that but anyway uh <laughs> there was one company run we did uh real early in the morning um like for pt everybody's just working out you know we got together as a whole company mm-hmm. and uh our first sergeant was there and when first sergeant's out there running with the, he like lets people come out and call cadence, like the PGs and stuff, which is the basics version of a platoon sergeant. Mm-hmm. Like a PG is like someone who's in training, but is kind of in charge. It's just, a, you know, a whipping boy for anytime something goes wrong, it's his fault. Yeah. But, uh, let them go out there and, lead the formation and call cadence. Cause you know, when, when you're in the actual army and you have troops to lead, like you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was, it was like towards the end of basic before I ever had a chance to do it. And I got out there. First thing I did was model a fold and a tank full of gas. And all I hear from the back of the formation is you better fucking not. Cause he had seen that movie before. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I can see you doing that. But it wasn't the right decision. Dude, I got... No. I feel like you were one of those ones that were like, I'll pay for it later. I did. <laughs> I was a fat... Dude, I got in the army at like 225 pounds. I was a fat ass. I could not run. And I hated running. And I hate running to this fucking day. And the drill sergeants knew that. So anytime I did anything wrong, they just made me fucking run. <laughs> oh, and it pissed me, but that's how I passed my PT test. I kept fucking up, so they kept making me run. And that's how I, I passed. So that's part of it. I think I dropped, I went in at like 225, and when I came out, it was 180. Jesus. Yeah. You did a lot of running. They ran my ass. They literally ran my ass off. That's some bullshit, man. But, I mean... You had little jokes and stuff like that, but I had a lot of respect for my drill sergeants because yeah. my drill sergeants were all combat vets that had seen combat. Like one of my drill sergeants was in Fallujah, and which Shit. is so that's like had a lot of respect for them and what they did. And they taught us they were they were good. Like they taught us our job to this day. Like anytime shit goes down, mm-hmm. like and I've been in a couple situations where that were life and death and shit went down, and I was like. I knew I was calm. I knew what to do, mm-hmm. and it it was because of them. And I got nothing but respect for them. I uh, the only time like 
it was weird. I was in the army f- for that long, but I never, never deployed, never saw action. But the one time that I've like been in a situation where I thought I was about to get to a gunfight mm-hmm. was in the backwoods of fucking Arkansas. <laughs> My brother got into it with a meth head that lived up the street and he came over with one of his buddies with their guns and they were like threatening to kill my brother. Mm-hmm. And it was me and him shoulder to shoulder at the front door with our guns that what pushed them back. Mm-hmm. Cause we called the cops, but hell sheriff took 45 minutes for him to get there. And Jesus. so 45 minutes, you're just sitting there with what, I've told it on stage a couple times. Said it was a Mexican standoff, but they ended up leaving. But that's it's also why I'm such a strong supporter of the Second Amendment and stuff. And it's because like, if it wasn't for the Second Amendment, I would have had nothing to defend my family with, and we probably would have died that day. Hmm. So, but yeah, in that situation, because of what I've been through in basic and stuff, like I knew how to stay calm and handle the situation, and de-escalate it, and make sure like if it had gone to a fight, I'd have been ready for it. But yeah. I was able to st- instead of trying to be a bravado and like, you know, because in shit like that, how you handle it is a lot of what's going to dictate what happens. So if you can stay calm and find a way to de-escalate things, that's way better than you know trying to act like you got a big dick and then end up getting shot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I always prefer not getting shot. I mean, typically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, when's the When's the first time you remember performing? July 7th, 2017. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I was telling you earlier about when Mm -hmm. those dudes at the bar, they they weren't listening at all. And I I was talking about, I was saying my roommate was a Jedi because he brought this girl over and he had sex with her. But then she wasn't left and was in the living room crying and he was asleep. And so I went in there and I was like, hey, like, why are you crying? And she was all upset and stuff. And so I sat there and I consoled her and I hugged her and then like called her an Uber and paid for her Uber and sent her home. And then I realized like, this dude called her. This dude went and picked her up. This dude fucked her, went to sleep. And then I had to fucking deal with her crying and like pay for her Uber and shit. And I was like, this dude's a fucking Jedi. And so, yeah, so I was telling that story and I don't remember the punchlines I had for it, but part of it wasn't much about it funny. Because yeah. it, it's a sad story. Because like that, like she was really upset, and which it wasn't because of him; it was because of some other shit. But mm. he was just asleep and not there to listen. Yeah, <laughs> so I had to be there. <laughs> I hate that when when that when that when that friend turns you into the listening fucking dude. Oh, dude that that dude was like to this day that dude's like my brother. He's my best friend. Like. That wasn't shit. He, uh, he's been there for me several times when... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> um, we were in Russellville, Arkansas, and we were drinking at this bar, right? Okay. And they got this shot called the Batman. And it's a drop shot. It's like Kahlua and whiskey. I, I don't remember what. It was It was delicious. It tasted kind of like chocolate milk, like an alcoholic chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. But they were, had them for like $2 for oh, a drop shit. shot. So we went and spent like 50 bucks a piece and I got drunk. I got like drunk and I went into the bathroom to piss and apparently I was in the stall and you know, they got those handicap uh, handles on the wall. Like people when they're like, they're paraplegic, they can hold yeah. on to it and take a shit. Well, dude, apparently that thing smarted off to him. I didn't like its attitude and I ripped it off the wall. <laughs> And then I walked out carrying the damn thing. 
I don't remember none of this, man. I was carrying the fucking thing, and I'm walking past. It's it's a bar that's in a hotel there in Russellville, and um, it's called Kegel's Mill. And I'm walking out past the hotel lobby, and the person behind the counter's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Dude, that's part of the bathroom." And I was like, "I found this." And he was like, "No, no, you just ripped that off the wall." I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I found it." And he goes, "Well, I'm calling the cops." And that guy, he uh, he came in there, shaved my ass, and. Went in there and fixed it the next day when I was hung over as shit. And <laughs> so I didn't have a, didn't get arrested and didn't have to pay for that. He went in there and fixed it. So he's, trust me, we, we got each other's back. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a few friends like that. Yeah. I have one friend. He's a good dude, but <clears throat> like he's always trying to start fights. Yeah. And like, but like there, he, like whenever I'm out with this dude, he, like usually he'll try to start a fight with somebody, and I'll be like, I'm like, why are we? He's like, he was fucking with you. I was like, he bought me a beer, you know? Yeah. So like he's protective, but he's also just kind of looking for it. I hate going out with people like that. Like. I, I don't. When I go out to drink at a bar, or something I'm going to have a good time. I'm going mm-hmm. to talk to girls. I'm going to just chill, relax, drink a beer, hang out with my friends, be social. You know. Yeah. Like I can't stand the people that they get so. I don't know. I don't know if it's testosterone or if they're just insecure because they got a little pecker and nobody wants to touch it or what. <laughs> but they get angry and they just like you bump into them and they get mad. Like, oh, let's fight because you bumped into me. There's 700 people in here. We're all nut to butt, but you bumped into me, so let's fucking fight. Like it's retarded. I to, I'm sorry. It's it's like mentally challenged. I gotta be PC about it. I used to, honestly like I used to be a bar fighter. Like back in my twenties, like oh, I loved a good bar fight back then. I mean, yeah, I've may or may not have been in some <laughs> bar fights as well, but I don't ever like to start them. I don't go looking for them. If one shows up, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's party. But I don't like. That's not why I went out that night, you know. It's not either, but like I was always happy like when it happened though, you know what I mean? I'm my grandpa, he uh he was in a bar fight and back in his day they would tape razor blades on each side of a quarter. So like they would they would on each side of a coin tape a razor blade and when they cut you with it, at the time they couldn't stitch it back together right. Because mm. the way it cut you with those two blades so close to each other. Yeah. And it fucked people up. He has a huge scar under his eye from Dude, cutting him with something like that. So I grew up. I grew up with my grandparents on their horse ranch, and so I grew up hearing stories like that. And so I was always like, "I'm gonna try to avoid a bar fight at all costs, because <laughs> ain't nothing in here worth me losing a goddamn eye over." See, my grandpa, my grandpa was like fucking notorious for fighting. Like, fucking notorious, apparently. Yeah. Like, th- like I've only ever heard one story. But my grandpa was... He was at this bar, and he was getting some food. I think he'd been working all day or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And somebody saw him. And because they wanted to be able to say they kicked Bud's ass, what they did was uh, they went up behind him, they tapped him on the shoulder, and then when he turned around, just... Blam! Just... And... The story goes that when it was all said and done, uh, the dude was in the hospital for like three weeks. Damn. That's why my grandfather, my grandpa Bud, is the only man I will ever 
I ever have or ever will back down from. I got you. Um, everybody listening right now, I just want you to know, don't believe a fucking word that comes out of Darity's <laughs> mouth, because we have a bet, because he said that he was going to be drafted into the NFL, the National fucking football league in 2006 because he played defensive end for montana state and now i didn't even know montana state was a fucking college first of all then he tells me it's a division one school i looked it up and it actually fucking is you know surprising but anyway i don't know if you've ever seen jared d but like he's he looks like like he's short not short but not like nfl tall he's got like birth and hips looks like a teletubby if it was on meth for 20 years okay and like, telling me he was a defensive end that's going to fucking be drafted in the NFL. I'm calling bullshit, and we have a bet about it. So he's got to prove that he was going to be in the NFL in 2006, or he's got to go on stage and do something embarrassing. So don't believe a word he fucking says. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up at some fucking point. Oh, I'm not letting you live that down. That was fucking funny. We were at a vape shop. And at this show for V for Vape, which is actually a really fun show, Jeremy's done a really good job at making that way better than what it was. Because it used to be a really shit show, and now it's a lot better. But um, now we were in there hanging out, watching football, and we're talking about football. And Jared D just leans back and goes, yeah, I was, when I was playing, and I was like, you played football? And he's like, yeah, I was almost drafted in the NFL. I was like, bullshit. I was like, what, is the NFL drafting water boys? Like... <laughs> The fuck is this? But no, if if he was on, like he said, he can supply proof. So if he's gonna supply proof, I'll have to eat my words. But this is me going on record saying I don't think I'm gonna have to eat my words. I think he's gonna have to do something embarrassing on stage. I'll say this: it wasn't promising when I was talking to mom, and she's like, "Oh yeah." What? Then what? he calls his mama. Okay, so he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just I'm gonna call my mama, and she's gonna show she's gonna send me this piece of paper says I was almost drafted, and you're just gonna be sorry you ever spoke." And then he calls his mama. It's got her on speakerphone, and she's like, "You played football?" No, she his damn say. mama didn't even know he played football. I'm calling bullshit. You didn't play in the NFL, bro. <laughs> She did not say you played football. Go fuck yourself. That's the way I remember it. <laughs> then you remember what you want to remember. <laughs> oh, I think maybe you like got me just like the right amount of high. Oh yeah? You having a good time? I am having a good time. Fuck yeah. Uh so anyways, now that that outburst is over. We're also drinking. Uh, we're, but uh, if my daughter's listening, we're just drinking milk. That's all we're drinking. Yeah, we're drinking that wild turkey milk. <laughs> <laughs> Got that, that turkey milk. Yeah, I think you're the only other guy that's a dad that's been on this podcast. Aside from me. That's a weird thing, but okay, we can talk about it. Yeah, you got a little bear cub, as you like to refer to him as. Yeah, I got a six-year-old, and he's absolutely awesome. Love the kid to death. He's cool, too, dude. Like, being a dad is fun. Oh, my God. It's like, the greatest. Getting to see somebody, like, there's so much about him that you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize that was hereditary. Like, he does so much shit that I'm like, oh, fuck, I thought I was just weird. No, I'm passing this shit on. Uh-oh. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, there's so much also that you see that, that's him. Like, it's uniquely him that he just picks up, and it. Mm-hmm. it's really cool to watch a person come into being. And he's only six, but, like, 
I, I just I love being a dad, man. I can talk uh, about being oh, a dad. It's, it's it's the greatest thing ever. Wait, but wait till he's a fucking teenager and he can't stop. Because you know, boys, they find that fucking stupid button. And they're just like, huh, 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 uh-huh, and they just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and push. And it's not their fault, but. It's like, Jesus Christ, leave it alone for a second. Just don't push it as often. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely pushed a couple stupid buttons in my life. Oh, just so many. So Dude, I was driving to fucking, I was 17, 16? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. And I was going, Christmas Eve, I was going to pick up my girlfriend to bring her over to my family's house for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. My whole family was there. It's like a big, like, Christmas Eve is a big get-together for all of us. Okay. And I'm driving down there. It had rained for, like, I don't know, 40 days and 40 nights. It was, <laughs> everything was fucking flooded. And it was a back road between our two houses, and I was driving my grandpa's farm truck. I was going down that road, <laughs> and it was all underwater. And I was like, fuck it, I've driven this truck over there and when it's covered in water about a thousand times. You know? mm-hmm. So I just put it in granny gear. Went off pedaling across there, and then I got about halfway down that road, and the culvert had washed out, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Damn truck sank. There was like that much of the cab, like an inch of the cab sticking up out of the water. And like as it was happening, like because it, when a truck sinks, it doesn't fill up with water immediately. Like the filling up of water comes in from the floorboards, and it's slower. So there's a shitload of water outside. Looks like I'm looking, like watching Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And inside, there's air, but it's filling up fast. So I'm like, holy fuck, you know? Um, yeah. So I was freaking out, and I lean back, and I start kicking the driver's side door because it wouldn't open because of the pressure from the outside, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, I guess, adrenaline, I was able to break the door and kick it open. And because there was still air coming inside, and there's like an inch of the cab sticking up above the water, I was like, I threw my phone, my wallet, and everything else. And then I got up on top of the cab and was just sitting there and had to call my grandpa and be like, I sank the truck. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, I sank the truck. He was like, sank? <laughs> Am I hearing you right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I told him where I was. And he was like, all right, I'll be there. And he had to park like 300 yards away and swim to me. <laughs> and then... He brought a big rope and like we tied the bumper off to a light pole. Mm-hmm. That way it didn't wash down the creek. Yeah. And came back and ended up going and picking the girl up. She came over for Christmas dinner. And the next day the fire department showed up because they were like they were like showing up to tell my grandparents that I had drowned because <laughs> they found the truck. <laughs> and they didn't find a body in there, like we can't find him, like we don't know. Cause that's, you know, obviously that's where yeah. the, the tag said I lived. And we were. It, I thought it was funny because I was like, "Dude, we tied it off to the pole." Like, yeah, like we get it. Like, I'm okay. Like, if I drowned, I wouldn't have tied the truck off to the pole so it didn't float away. <laughs> I know I'll be dead, but he'll be really pissed if I don't tie it off. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But that was that was a stupid button I pressed. I'll never drive over water again. To this day, like. I'll go duck hunting with my buddies, and we'll have like a puddle in the road, and I'll get out and walk across it before I drive. I will. I'll take. I'll take an extra thirty minutes. I don't give a fuck. If if it's ankle deep, I'll walk across that bitch before I drive across it. Dude, there's no scarier feeling than you're sitting in a truck and all you look outside and you see fucking catfish swimming next to you, and the water's coming in through your ankles. Like fuck no, that's scary as shit. Hey, did you ever watch? Um, hey. Did you ever watch the uh, animated uh, Little Mermaid movie? 
yeah. from Disney. Yeah. You remember her little sidekick, like Flounder? Yeah. That, that cute, like, fucking yellow mm-hmm. and blue fish. Have you ever seen a real Flounder? Not in Arkansas. <laughs> I didn't think so. so Those are saltwater fish. They're yeah. in the ocean. Arkansas yeah. don't got no ocean. Arkansas <laughs> just got rivers. I lakes. But I didn't know maybe you came across one on the internet. I mean, I've been to aquariums. I'm sure I've seen one in an aquarium. I've been to a bunch of aquariums. Aquariums are fucking badass. I love taking my son to aquariums, dude. Like, aquariums um, are awesome. But, uh, like, when you're out in Alaska fishing, these flounders get caught in your net all the time. Yeah. They're a flat fucking fish Look like that looks like it was designed by the devil himself. Like, it, like if you fucking see a real flounder, you're like, oh, no, he was, this fish was help, helping Ursula the entire fucking time. Oh, yeah, because they're flat, aren't they? And then they, like, yeah. they like hide in the sand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they the got, like, their eyes are, like, right next to each other like this, all yeah. fucking devil-like and shit. Yeah, they're, and their teeth are, like, like this. Well, boy, you ain't pretty either. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you got a mirror or not. I'm a very pretty man. I'm just a very wide man as well. <laughs> I got these fuck me hips. You do have fuck me hips. It's mm. weird. Isn't it? I fucking... I hate whatever's happening right here. You look like the kindergarten teacher that doesn't want to be at the PTA meeting. Like, <laughs> you know that teacher that, like, you hated her, and anytime she had duty... And she the, smelled like cheese for some reason? Fuck yeah, she smelled like cheese. Yeah, didn't she? And, yeah, I... What was it about? And I had a teacher when I was in elementary school that would pinch you. Like she wouldn't pinch you hard, but like anytime you were acting up, she would like she would like knuckle you and pinch you. I was like, bitch, quit fucking touching me. Like, like that's illegal now, okay? Hell yeah, they did that now. <laughs> Shit. Dude, when I was like in eighth grade, I think, like my favorite time to sleep was history class. Yeah. And uh my teacher in there would fucking like, he always had Jolly Ranchers, so he'd just be like, pow, right on your head, just fucking. And then, like, as you're opening your eyes, just fucking boom. And like, what is this fucking assault? And, like, you'd be really upset about it, but then, like, you're like, oh, Jolly Ranchers. And it's really kind of the perfect storm that he created. Threw Jolly Ranchers at you? It's so- like the weirdest way to pay a stripper. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a strip club and trying to pay in the Jolly Ranchers? That'd be really fucking funny, dude. <laughs> and we know Baron way too high. Coming to the stage, it's charity. <laughs> she comes out there. You like throw a watermelon. <laughs> dude, this is way better than the last episode. No, it's this episode's ter- nobody should listen. This thirty it's thirty nine minutes. I hope you know that at this point nobody's gonna be listening. It's like the only people that are gonna be listening at this point are me and you. Twenty years from now, we're like, damn, I wish he'd take that off the internet. Like <laughs> And I'd be like, No, it's part of my content. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it, Barry. Well just see. We have another fucking bet going on, by the way. We do have a bet. And if Okay, I don't wanna say this bet now because okay, we have a bet to see who can get their name on the comedy store first. Is it going to be me or Jared? And if you've listened to any of the jokes in today's episode, you'll probably go, ooh, neither. But <laughs> I promise, one day we're going to get funny, okay? And, like, 
when I get my name on the Comedy Store wall before Jared does, Mm-mm. he's going to have to buy me a Montana elk tag, and we're going to go elk hunting in Montana, and it's going to be fucking badass. But really, we're going to Arkansas to go black bear hunting. Well, that would require you being funnier than me, and I just don't see that happening, buddy. I'm sorry. Happening? What are you talking <laughs> Happen? It's already happened, son. Dude, I hope... Dude, if one of us... <laughs> is that successful one day? Either A, awesome, we got funny, or B, the comedy store is fucking hurting. <laughs> like, <laughs> they would have to be hurting <laughs> for some funny people to put us up. <laughs> I don't like you too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest, man. <laughs> My mama's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, mama. <laughs> is she? I hope not. <laughs> My mom's not going to listen, which is, which is good, because like on several times I've mentioned that I'm flying there to surprise her for Christmas Eve. Oh, I hope she listens. I'm going to call her tomorrow. Oh, go fuck yourself. I haven't talked to her in a minute. How's she doing? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. You would do so good in a, like with the Montana audience. Like, Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I've done comedy in Wisconsin. And Iowa. And Illinois. But, like, that's the closest I've been up there to Montana. I want to do comedy in every every state. I, I do, too. Oh, my God. Like, it wouldn't even have to be, be like, like, theaters. Theaters would be cool. Bitch, fuck a theater. I'm trying to get in a comedy club. I'm trying to get in a bar. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to get a microphone on the sidewalk. Just somebody fucking listen to me. Somebody tell me I'm funny. Please. You've obviously never done a theater show. I've done one theater in Florence, Indiana. It was at a casino. That was fucking dope. That was a do, badass show. Do, they're not selling booze, but they have them downstairs for the performer. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's cool. Yeah. And then like another... The casino th- was definitely serving booze. But they were 1,000% serving booze. Well, obviously. It's yeah. a fucking casino. Anyway, so... When when's the uh we're gonna jump back into questions here. Okay. <laughs> you just shoot, buddy. You just shoot from the hip. I'm ready. Let's go. Alright. Fuck everything we said before. Start the podcast right now. Hi everybody, my name's Bear. This is Jared D. And we're here to talk about what? Comedy? Yeah, it's comedy, right? Comedy. What the fuck was it? Oh uh Sorry, when... I distracted him again. My bad, guys. <laughs> Uh, what's the first time you remember like comedy like really catching your attention? Um, my dad used to watch like the old blue collar comedy tour stuff, mm-hmm. and watching Ron White perform, like watching his blue collar comedy specials. That that I was like, oh yeah, that's fucking badass. I thought Ron White was the coolest dude in the fucking world, and. Anytime I would, like, have stuff happen. I remember being in eighth grade and, like, shit would happen and I would tell the story. I'd be like, if I was a comic, I'd say it like this. And I would, that's how I would tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was until I was 24 that I realized I could actually just be a comic. Like, I don't have to keep trying to do, do all these other shitty jobs. I can just try to be funny. And, like I said, I went and I did it and I fell in love immediately. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been funny yet, but... Oh, you're so fucking funny, dude. 
ridiculous. Like sometimes I'm, I'm jealous. I'm like, how's he that funny two years in? Like, okay, fuck. I was just I was just trying to be funny. Don't suck my dick here on the fucking I'm podcast. A- this is weird. All right, don't compliment me. I'm a comedian. I can't handle compliments. Okay, <laughs> tell me I'm shitty and like give me the lot. Fuck it. Half our audience is probably. What does he mean? Give him the light. What? All two of them? <laughs> well, guys, let me tell you what "give you the light" means. When you're done talking, or when you're on stage and you have like ten minutes, they give you the light at nine to let you know, hey, it's almost time to get the fuck off. <laughs> Boom! I've educated all two of half the audience. <laughs> uh, so what's what's the big picture look like for Bear? Um. Dude, honestly, I since I've moved out here, I've the reason why I did, I I get up way more. Like I can get on stage way more out here than mm-hmm. I could in Little Rock. Yeah. In Little Rock I can get like three sets a week. Here I'm getting roughly anywhere between nine and fifteen, depending on the week and where I go. And so that's like I'm just trying to learn how to do this. Like I said, I'm two years in. I'm not a headliner. I can. I featured on the road before. I was very lucky to uh, open for Antonio Aguilar. He took me on the road with him this summer, and I learned so much then, and I'm really grateful for it. But I'm not. I'm not at that like super high level yet, and so I just want to learn. I want to work as much as possible and write as much as possible to figure out how to be one of the greats. Because I've seen. Being, living here in Los Angeles, I've been lucky enough to see some really, really, really great comics work live. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to get on that. I want to get skill wise on that level. I don't give a fuck about fame. I just, I want to get on their level as far as in the room funny. Like, when you're on the mic, like, you're the funniest goddamn fucker in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's my ultimate goal. Like, career wise, I would love to be paid regular at the store, you know, get my name on there, on the door. After year. Oh fuck you! Okay. <laughs> if either one of us makes it, I'll be surprised. But I, I really—that's like my big long-term goal. But I just want to be able to work the road and work clubs. Like I don't, I don't care about being like Kevin Hart or super rich or nothing like that. I just want to have this pay my bills, and so I don't have to go back to doing construction and bullshit jobs. Yeah, I've been doing hard labor jobs too many fucking years. Too many fucking years. I've done it enough that I don't ever want to do it again. No. I'm fucking kind of doing it right now. I mean, it's not as hard as, like, fishing or anything, but... Yeah. Hell, you ain't doing the right kind of fishing. You need to come to the because I'll show you the right kind of fishing. The right kind of fishing I know the right kind of fishing. Ain't too. work at all. You sit there, crack open a beer, throw your bobber out there. If you get a bite, great. If you don't, great. <laughs> at least it's quiet. Yeah. And you're away from her. Who am I kidding? I would kill for to be bugged by a her right now. I'm about to say, do you even have a her in your life right now? Not really, no. <laughs> Me neither, buddy. <laughs> Just rosy palms. Okay. Well, I don't need to hear about your you and your rosy palm time. <laughs> um we should go fishing sometime, dude. We should find a place out here. I don't have a California fishing license, I have to go get one. But Yeah. I would, I'd, I'd have to go on too, but I would love to go fishing. Do you have any rods out here? I like, I left my, all my rods back home. I got my fly rod. Oh, I, I can't fly. You I, can't fly fish? I, Dude, yeah, it's I've, so much fun. I've never been able to fucking, yeah. 
Okay. Well, we're yeah. lucky. We're lucky. I can operate an open face pole. All right. An open face pole. Oh, you're talking about a baitcaster. Yeah. 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 Like it's amazing. I'm still not using the button clicker. Yeah. Open face pole. You Yankees. I've never heard somebody say that before. You <laughs> what? They're not called open face down south. I just, I mean, they they might be if you ask like the engineers that made them. We all call them bait casters. I'm pretty sure. Isn't I? Am I just high? Like, is that what they're called? And I've been calling them something different my whole fucking life. I think you. I've always heard fucking open face pole. Open face pole. There's there's open face and closed face. Where the fuck is there a face on a fishing pole, dude? Where the fucking line is. That's the goddamn face. Okay. But I would love to go fishing, though. Fuck yeah, let's go. I love fishing. I'm so excited because like, I finally have somebody to go to the PBR with now. Dude, I love going to PBR. Oh, I went to the PBR in Thackerville, Oklahoma, and a dude pissed on my boot and I punched him in the face. <laughs> and I almost got arrested. But Sounds like a fun night, actually. It was a fun <laughs> night. It was a lot of fun. I went to, they had like this trailer that they had pissers set up on. Mm-hmm. And this drunk dude, and I, I get it, he was drunk. I shouldn't have hit him, but <laughs> allegedly... This is all for comedy purposes. This didn't actually happen, attorneys. This is all for comedic effect. Um, My sister's an attorney. Okay, well, this is just a joke. This didn't actually happen. <laughs> but at the PBR in Thackerville, there's this dude that, like, like he was drunk, pissing at the urinal, and then while he was pissing, turned with his dick in his hand and, like, just started pissing on my boot. And I just... Like, I know he was drunk, and I know that, like, it's not okay to hit drunk people, but yeah. he pissed on my, like, he was pissing on me. Like, come on. Like, I'm going to punch you. Like, I don't care. If you're Mike Tyson, I know Mike Tyson could kill me. I know that he's, like, 90 years old now, and he could still kill me to this fucking day. But if he was started pissing on me, I'm swinging. I may not touch him, but I'm going to swing. You're going to know I'm there. Oh, was so cute. He tried to get a, he tried to get a swing in. <laughs> Dude, I don't even think that'd be funny, like having a professional fighter beat the shit out of somebody that has no idea what they're doing. Oh, dude, I used to, like, I'm nowhere, like, for the record, I'm nowhere near fucking Mike Tyson. Like, like, I'm not, sure I'm, I'm, because I'm, you like, didn't you like almost go in the NFL or something? Like, aren't you like a world class athlete or something? Like, I'm not even. I wasn't even. I probably wasn't even. It's real quiet get right the there. Fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> like when I was boxing, I probably wasn't. I was probably worse than when Mike Tyson started. Like that was probably my highest level. Is like when Mike Tyson started. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, Mike Tyson's like one of a kind. Like, have you seen him punched? Oh my god! Oh yeah, watching him. Like I've seen some highlights of him, like restoning body shots and stuff, and just did you? Did you? Ever oh watch- god. They just, huh, oh, no, fuck no. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I'd rather fuck my dog than get hit by Mike Tyson. Like, <laughs> are you listening? Like, like, if somebody walked up to me right now, I was like, hey, you have to fuck this chihuahua, like, kill this chihuahua with your penis, or fight Mike Tyson. That chihuahua's gonna fucking die, okay? I'm gonna make a little, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, take my time, you know? I'm gonna get her there first, you know? Like, there's no fucking way I'm fighting Mike. Are you shitting? No. Hell no. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, going off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, you did. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I had I'd come up with something clever to say, and now I don't fucking know. So... I think we just need to accept that this podcast... We're probably going to have to re-record this podcast. <laughs> we can't do this a third time. Why, why not, dude? Well, I might as well make it good first. Like... Or just splice them all together. I don't know. Take the funny parts and splice. Don't like just edit out the shitty parts. Like this part right here where I'm explaining how shitty it is. Just edit that out. <laughs> Crop. Boom. Ain't nobody got to know. Ah. Uh, so, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into stand-up comedy and like pursue it? Don't. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> A, another one. No. So funny. No, uh, my advice would be don't listen to anybody else. Fucking do it. Follow your gut. Your gut is right. If, like, you'll find your voice, put in the work. It's just like a job. Like, it's like anything else. It's like, imagine, um, let's see. Like, imagine, like, Michael Jordan. Like, you got to have the work ethic of Michael Jordan. Like, you, that, like, it's that, how good he got at basketball. That's how good the greatest comedians in the world are. And you're not really competing with them, but that's who you're competing with. Like, if somebody is in town and they can see Joe Schmo or they can see Dave Chappelle, who are they going to go fucking watch? Oh, yeah. They're going to go watch Dave fucking Chappelle. Yeah. Like, that's... So, at the... Like, when you think of it, like, that's... When you're doing a show where you're headlining somewhere, that's what you're competing with. It's everything else going on that night. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be that funny. And if you want to be that funny, you got to work at it. It's not easy. It's not like just bullshitting where you're in a conversation and somebody gives you a setup and you slam home the punchline. Because everybody knows how to do that. Like, yeah. In that regard, everybody's funny. But like when you're on stage by yourself and you're giving yourself the setups and it's like lobbing yourself the ball and then swinging and hitting it, like it, it's completely different. And just keep practicing. And uh, don't be afraid of it. It's, it's fun. It is. It's fun. scary, but it's fun. If it stops being fun, you should stop. Yeah, it's the most fun I've ever fucking had, man. Yeah. Like, I used to rodeo. I used to uh, ride Bronx and Bulls. And fucking, like, the feeling I get right before I get on stage is the exact same feeling I would get before I would drop down in the chutes. Like, it's the exact, physically, it's the same fucking thing. And that's why I love it so much, because it gives me that rush. It gives me that, that adrenaline rush and that dopamine hit, dude. It's the best feeling in the world. Um, As your roommate said the other day, uh, chasing that high. Yeah. But like, just don't quit and put everything you got into it. You'll be surprised. You can do this. If, if you're, if you're one of the six people that ever hear this <laughs> and you're thinking, Hmm, maybe I should start doing stand up comedy. Fucking do it. You can like literally you, anybody can do this. If you sit down and write and put in the work, put in the work, put in the hours writing and put in the hours on stage. If you're willing to do those two things, you can make this a career and you can be successful and you can be original and funny. But like, if you're not willing to do that, don't waste everybody's time. That's my advice. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you have any uh, upcoming shows you want to promote? Um, yeah, I'll be at Flat. When is when are you putting this on the internet? Uh, it's uh, Monday morning right now. Oh, it's Monday morning. It's fucking Thursday night, you dumbass. Um, yeah, anyway. but it's not coming out till Monday. Just joking, God. You calm down. Um, Monday, September thirtieth. I've got a show at Flappers Comedy Club. We'll be in the Yoohoo Room. What time? Um, eight o'clock. <laughs> I think you can go to Flappers website and check it out at flapperscomedy.com. What? There's a plug. 
They'll be happy I plug them. Oh, yeah. And also, if you're one of the three people that listen to this and you want to come to a show at Flappers, you can call me there. I work there. And I'd be happy to hook you up with some complimentary tickets. Um, you can call from the number at flapperscomedy.com. But anyway, I'm looking up the time. Talk about something because I'm looking up the time <laughs> for that show. Um, yeah, you gave me a lot of weed and a lot of Irish turkey. And it, that's not Irish turkey. <laughs> Wild turkey. See, I told you you gave me too fucking much. And now I can't wipe this stupid fucking smile off my goddamn face. It's at 7.30. September 30th, Monday, September 30th. Manic Mondays in the Yoohoo room at Flappers. Come see me. I'll be really funny then. I wasn't funny today, but I'll be really funny then. <laughs> you sound like a fucking used car salesman. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I can't believe that's the comment that shut you up. <laughs> All right. So uh, where can our, our listeners uh, find you on social media? Um, you can find me creeping on just about any fitness model, to be honest. I'm there. You know the guy that says, hey, gorgeous, and then like puts the little winky emoji and never hears back from her? That's me. Just friend across me there. Or... You know, at Bear the Comic, B A I R T H E C O M I C. Cool. Well, uh, Bear, it's been a, it's been a real interesting podcast. Has it? <laughs> I had fun, dude. This is this this, this was. I think I think this was much better than the last time we did it. I think this one was way more fun. Oh I yeah. I don't think anybody would listen to it, but <laughs> I'm happy to do it again, buddy. All right. Well, thank thanks for doing it, man. All right, yep. guys. Uh, Stay tuned. I got uh, I got Quincy Jones coming. I got Sal. Um, Dude, he's fucking funny. He is fucking funny. Sal, Sal Santos. I fucking love that guy. Shout out to Sal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, India Pearl probably back in November. I had her earlier this season. I don't know her. Oh, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Uh, she's really, funny? She's really funny. She's uh, Doug's... Okay. She's uh, Doug Stanhope's little niece. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, we just had like such a good episode. I, I was like, hey, let's do this again after your fucking wedding. And you could tell me everything you hate about being married now. How, when did she get married? In uh, October. Well, she's not going to hate marriage after like this October? Or yeah, last this October. A, this October. She's not going to hate marriage after a month of it. you got to give him like 30 years to like really. That's the interview I want to hear. I want to hear like 30 years married. Like <laughs> this motherfucker, everything you thought he was. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thanks for doing this, Bear. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Like I said, uh, comment, share. Um, give me a like on whatever platform you're listening. And uh, thanks a lot, you guys.